welcome to History of a Haunting, guys. I am Carrie, and Aaron is filling in for Laura this week. Um, and uh, yeah, you guys all got to see our new intro. Um, and I love it. Uh, we are actually... Like you said in the Snack Size episode, it is a work in progress. Um, our friend EKB Star, the breakbeat DJ extraordinaire, is actually going to be creating a track specifically for the show. Um, and then I am working on some other things as well to add to that. So um, all I got done was the visual aspect of it for YouTube. And uh, so we laid down our, our normal music. And uh, yeah, so that's what it looks like thus far. So you guys will get to see it step by step as we go along. But um, yay, welcome to a new week. Thank you for uh, joining us. I appreciate the help. My pleasure. So we um, have just a couple of EVPs, guys. Uh, let's see here. Let me find the freaking overlay. Okay, here we are. Yeah, are you recording? We're good? Okay. Uh, yes, EVPs, as we like to call them, endless vocal prattling. Um, it's basically our updates and our announcements. So um, all I have uh, this week, guys, is because the podcast is has turned four years old this month, we are running a 40% off sale on everything in our shop. So the glasses, the bags, the koozies, the stickers, everything is 40% off. You can go to hoahpodcast.com slash shop uh, and then enter in uh, discount code hoah40 at checkout for 40% off your entire order. So run over there and start buying. Um and help us celebrate our four-year anniversary. And we're very excited. Yay. 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 Um, and then, Erin, do you want to tell everybody about the Reflections book? Yeah. So we, you, uh, myself, Andrea Perrin as well, were asked by uh, Sean and Jason Roach up in North Carolina to contribute letters that we would write to our younger selves um, to be included in a book called Reflections that is basically set up for people to be able to resonate with stories. Um, they have started a nonprofit called Inclusion, and 75% mm -hmm. of the proceeds from the sale of that book are going to be going directly back to the nonprofit. They're focusing on helping low-income um, people that are in the LGBTQIA plus community. They're doing like a holiday dinner. They're, they're putting resources together. So they're really this was kind of their thing to kick off that new nonprofit. And it's a great way for people to read other stories, find something you resonate with. Um, and then also know where that money's going and that it's an unbelievable cause. So, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. They just got all the books in their launch party is actually going to be Friday the 13th at, um, a, uh, I believe it's a drag show club in Winston Salem. Um, and they had what, like over 45 people contribute letters to the book. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So like Aaron said, she wrote, wrote one and this week's, both of these, this week's episodes are Russian and from Romania. And so I'm like, I can't even say English. Uh, Aaron wrote one. I wrote one. Uh, like she said, Andrea Perrin wrote one. Tons of people wrote letters to their younger selves um, and things that they would like their younger self to know. 
Um, I have to admit it was a very, um, it was a very emotional, uh, experience for me to write a letter to my, I wrote a letter to myself when I was 18. How about you? Six. Six? Six. Yeah. Yeah. But I I agree. It was, it was, and it was oddly cathartic too. Like I think it was, you know, even the the intent of the book is to help people heal. I don't think they really factored in the amount of healing that would happen for the people writing the letters as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, So it was a really cool thing to be a part of and and nice to be um, able to use the things that we went through to hopefully help somebody else down the line. And that's pretty powerful. And that's what we're here for at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so yeah, um, check it out as soon as the book is released for sale. We will certainly put that onto our website and we will promote the hell out of it here on the show. The book is called reflections. So, um, yeah, I'm super honored uh, to have been a part of it. And um, I can't wait. I, I can't. I just cannot wait to, to get my hands on a copy and read everybody's letters. And um, yeah, so be on the lookout for that. And then um, let's see. Oh, so we had um, a, a listener uh, named Tracy reach out to us and um Tracy reached out to me and, um, we had, uh, and I do want to say, and I was kind of vacillating. Do I tell the story? Do I not? Like, what do I do? So essentially Tracy sent me a friend request on Facebook and, um, I declined it, uh, cause I didn't know who it was. Um, and I, and so then, um, they messaged me and they were like, Hey, I just want you to know, like, I, I see that, you know, the friend request is gone and I didn't, I wanted you to know that I just, you know, I love the show and I'm not a weirdo and like, you know, whatever. And I was like, I felt bad, but, um, (laughs) and throughout the last several days, Tracy and I have been messaging each other on Facebook messenger and kind of talking about our experiences with, as far as like, seeing spirits or what have you. Um, so we've been talking and I've been getting to know them, but, um, I did have to, to, to let them know that, and, and to let all of you guys know that it isn't anything personal. If we do not accept a friend request from you, unfortunately, um, in the very beginning, uh, Archie and I had to set that rule up because we were accepting friend requests from listeners because in the beginning we were like, you know, 500 people listen to the show or whatever. But as it went on, we started getting some really fucking weird people yeah, um, messaging us and sending us friend requests on Instagram and Facebook. And like we had one guy message Archie or Archie was reading a message in the podcast Facebook messenger and the guy was like saying all this weird chanty stuff and saying how with our we did an episode on a possession and he was like you have opened the demon gate to hell and you need to get and all these ingredients we had to get and and like that we were cursed now and and like all of this horrible or horrible awful stuff but for $699, he'd be happy to remove the curse for you. A thousand percent. Um, yeah. So it was just like one of those things where people started sending us like weird messages. Um, people started sending us very, and when Laura joined the show, then people started sending us very sexually explicit things they wanted to do to Laura and I. So it just became, yeah, it became a, and this was after Archie and I had put the rule down that we don't, 
um, if we don't know them or we don't have mutual friends or what have you, um, we can't uh, do that. So I felt I felt bad about it. But um, yeah, and I and I explained that to Tracy and they were like, it's not a big deal. Like, I just wanted yeah. to, you know, I fan of the show, um, loves the show. And I was like, oh, you know, so through talking with them, um, we got to talking about um, because Tracy's very much like Laura. So mm-hmm. a skeptic that wants to believe, but hasn't yeah. really had too much happen to make them believe. Right. So got to talking about um, seeing full body apparitions mm-hmm. and that that Tracy said that that would be something that it would probably take to get them to believe um in you know that ghosts are real and i'm like yeah that's really rare though like and there's like four other senses that you can use yes yes um but it is it is it is rare to um see a full-bodied apparition i've only ever seen one and that was at trans allegheny have you ever seen one yeah at the conjuring house yeah okay outside okay okay um mostly what i see is shadow people that's usually what I see are yeah. shadow figures mm-hmm. um, seem to be a little bit more common, um, yeah. especially on film. But yeah. so, yeah, I was um, I wanted to kind of open up that dialogue. And you know what, you guys, if you've ever seen a full body apparition message us, let us know. We would absolutely love to hear your stories. Um, but to that end, I um, I want to dedicate this episode to Tracy because I've had the best time getting to know them and chatting with them. And um, they sent me a, a video of uh, the actual Robert the doll that they took when they went down oh. there. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> You're like saying all the, doing all the rules before mm-hmm. you even Yes, play. I was. Like, that is, mission. that's what I said to Tracy. I was like, even just watching it, I was like, hello, Robert. Nice to meet you. Goodbye, Robert. Like, I was like, but I'm not taking things. any risks. Yeah. No. So, um, yeah, so this episode, we are going to be covering the Hoya Bashu Forest in Romania. And Tracy, this episode is for you. Um, I'm very glad that you are a new friend of ours. So, yay. Um, We have actually had this on our uh, episode listener requests list for a few years. People have been requesting this one. and so finally, you know, went back through and was like going back through listener requests. And I was like, let's get some of these done. So we did Curse of Lake Lanier that our friend Libby requested. We did that last week. We're doing personal, um, personal love for that one because I grew up on that lake. We had a lake house on Lake Lanier. We spent every weekend up there. I saw the, you know, we heard the rumors of the Volkswagen sized catfish and, <laughs> um, you know, one of the big meteorologists in town, his wife mysteriously drowned at holiday Marina fell off the dock. They couldn't find her. Like there's definitely, it's a weird place. And I love that episode. It was great. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's a creepy, it's a creepy, creepy place. place. Yeah. And one of our um, listeners actually it was a lovely woman that I met. Um, when we were, had just moved to North Carolina and before my home was finished being built, we lived in a hotel and I met her out, um, having a cigarette one morning and we were just kind of chatting and she was on her way home. And, um, she commented that, that she had, you know, she was familiar with the, the lake as well. And so, um, yeah, if you guys have stories about any experiences or things you've heard about Lake Lanier, send us those as well. We definitely want to hear about those. So kind of going through the listener 
requests and just kind of getting those out already, finally. Um, I think we just kind of built up a list thinking we're not going to be around for two years. We're not going to be around for three. We're not kind of a thing. And like, and now here we are. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe we are sticking around and maybe we should do some of these. Uh, I don't actually remember who suggested this forest. Um, I know, I know before when Laura joined, I, before she knew so that there a listener had requested it she was like we should do this forest in romania and i was like sounds great and you know then i was kind of reconciling all the lists and we had like multiple requests for this one including laura's so um yeah so uh yeah hoya bashu forest in romania so that is uh the title this week guys and uh it is so creepy it is just so so creepy um but you know what that's all i've got for evp so we might as well just jump right in you started off uh baby girl you have the floor i am super grateful for laura's uh in her research the phonetic pronunciation of all these words i'm sure i will still probably screw them up but we're gonna give it the good old college try so <laughs> Uh, our sources today are thetravel.com, jwaytravel.com, atlasobscura.com, theguardian.com, torinromania.com, nzherald.co.nz, hoyabashu.wixsite.com, and hoyabashuforest.com, and medium.com. Yes. For the, for the photos, yeah. It, it, yeah, we had to go through a lot. I think that might have been one of the reasons why we put this off for so long, because there wasn't a whole, whole lot. They so, yeah, it. when we were writing, we were, like, having to, like, really, really dig dig the dig first, deep. like, five pages of Google. <laughs> oh, I bet. Yeah, I bet. So. All right. So here we go. Let's talk about Hoyabashu Forest in Romania. Decades ago, a five-year-old girl who wandered into the woods alone, and although she was searched for, the girl was never found. Five years later, she wandered back out of the woods, and although it was five years after her disappearance, she appeared to be no older and was wearing the exact same clothing she had on on the day of her disappearance. She had no memory of where she'd been or how long she'd been gone. That's fucked. <laughs> right? Like time slip. Five exactly. years. Exactly. Yeah. A lot changes in technology in five years. Too. For sure. Um, it's estimated that roughly a thousand people have disappeared in these woods in total. It's also said that the forest is home to a secret portal that allows people to unintentionally travel in time or to another world. This is the story of the Hoya Bashu forest. And here we go with the hard words. Okay. <laughs> Clues Napoca city is the spiritual and economic capital of Transylvania. There are numerous important hospitals and universities here. This is a place where the past, the present and the future come together. With fine dining, excellent cultural activities, a wonderful historical legacy, and a welcoming atmosphere, the city will certainly not disappoint those who add it to their travel itinerary. This place does sound fun. Just it does sound so work. fun. Uh, Bohemian cafes, music festivals, and wild nightlife are the soul of Cluj-Napoca. The city traces its origins back to the Dacian opening? Dacian, Dacian, Dacian sure. settlement. <laughs> of Napuka in the second century AD. The name Cluj comes from Castrum Clus, first used in the 12th century as the name of the citadel surrounding the city. Clus means closed in Latin and refers to the hills that surround the city itself. Okay. German merchants who arrived here in the 12th century rebuilt the medieval earthen walls of Cluj with stone after the Tartar, uh, Tartar sure. invasion of 1241. 
<laughs> Down here, it's tartar sauce. So I'm, I, I mean, sure. I'm doing the best I got. I'll do a general apology at the end for my lack of pronunciation ability. Um, okay. So that invasion was in 1241. The nickname, quote unquote, Treasure City, was acquired in the late 16th century and refers to the wealth amassed by residents, including in the precious metals trade. Oh, okay. Yeah. Another reason we would like it. Uh, all of the crystals. Cluj became Cluj Napoca in the 1970s when the communist regime added the name of the old Roman settlement to emphasize the city's Daco Roman origin. Cluj Napoca's main square, resplendent with 18th and 19th century buildings and home to many shops and restaurants, is dominated by the 15th century St. Michael's Church. This is one of the finest examples of Gothic architecture in all of Romania. The square also hosts the 18th century Baroque Banfi Palace, as well as the Romanian art collections of the Art Museum. Wow. It does sound really cool. Doesn't it, though? It does sound really cool. Right? <laughs> Uh, but just a short drive outside Cluj-Napoca in the Transylvania region of Romania, the Hoya Bashu Forest has many nicknames, including Romania's Bermuda Triangle and the most haunted forest in the world. Why? Over the years, there have been thousands of reports about paranormal activity, including UFOs, ghosts, and disappearances. Yeah, with a thousand people disappearing in the forest, I'm not going in there. <laughs> well, you know what's weird? When I first started working for Andrea and them, um, after the live stream at the Dark Zone, somebody sent me a picture of this forest and said, this has similar energy and a look to the land with that big clearing in the center yeah. as a pondering house, which I thought was interesting. So that this forest has always popped into my brain because I just very clearly remember seeing that picture. And then you sent me the picture last week. Yeah, we're going to show it here in a second. This is what the forest yeah. looks like. Um, a lot of the trees in the forest look like this. Let me see if I get the right They're one. Crazy up. trees. What is that? Look at that. Well, and it's weird because I know down in, in places that have palm trees like Florida, especially when you get into like thick overgrowth, Everglades, a lot of those different species of palm trees will actually fall down and then grow back up where they can find the sun. So I don't know if it's something like that. Maybe. I mean, they're all bent the same way. They're all bent the same way. It's so bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, sorry, I squirreled on that. But that, no, it's fine. I've always been interested in this place, so I'm excited. Okay, so here we go. Uh, warp trees fill this forest with their skeletal figures twisting and spiraling, making it seem as though they're contorting themselves to reach out and touch you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Even weirder is that all the trees turn in a clockwise direction. Scientists have been out to the forest to examine the tree growth patterns, but have been unable to figure out why the trees grow in such an erratic fashion. That is weird. Is weird. Clock, clockwise direction. What? Right. Uh, why? Why? I'd be curious. Are there ley lines in the area? Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, if so you know, let us know. <laughs> yeah, if you know, let us know. We'd love to know that. Especially if they're intersecting ley lines. I'd love that even more. <laughs> um, an eerie silence fills the air, interrupted only by the footsteps of unseen figures. Given its eerie atmosphere, it's no wonder that the Hoya Bashu Forest is said to be one of the most haunted forests in the world. As such, it's a place that lends well to stories steeped with darkness. The Hoya Bashu Forest is more than just haunted. It also carries with it a dark history that many people attribute to their negative experiences. Oh, I said that wrong. Attribute their negative experiences. Mm. While the wooded land only consists of about 729 acres, which is not a small amount, but it's certainly not the largest either. Mm. Being in this forest often feels as though it's surrounding you with much more than originally bargained for. Those who do explore it by foot or bike, as there are plenty of trails throughout for both, 
-hmm. However, once a person hears the history of these woods, it's unlikely they'll be jumping to go on a hike or a bike ride anytime soon. Seriously. I already don't want to. Right. Um, <laughs> wow. Koyabashu has many names by the locals. One of the most well-known is Romania's Bermuda Triangle. One of the alleged paranormal phenomena that occurs here has to do with time travel and bizarre disappearances. As many people have either gone into the forest and not come out, or have gone in and come out years later, looking exactly as they did years prior. Damn. The first, right? The first is about a local shepherd who disappeared with his flock of sheep in the woods. When locals have gone to search for the men, they've all returned with stories that don't necessarily add up as something quote unquote normal. They've come back with strange rashes that have seemingly been caused by nothing at all. The shepherd and his flock nor their bodies have ever been found. That's gross. Gross. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> right. I went to this forest and all they gave me was a rash. Um, <laughs> Maybe that's a t-shirt. Go to this forest. It'll be fun, they said. Right? Uh, right. Since the 1960s, there have been numerous sightings of UFOs here, many of which have been captured on film. The most common reports include seeing balls of light as well as ghosts or hearing voices, giggling women, or the screams of young girls. Mm -mm. I don't like that one, one bit. Occasionally, people see faces right in front of them with the naked eye. Sometimes people also report seeing glowing green eyes staring at them from a distance. Local guide Alex Zerdekan and his company, the Hoyabashu Project, has pioneered photography, riding, and camping tours in this fold of the Carpathian foothills, and few know the 55,000-year-old forest better than him. 55,000 years. That's insane. That is utterly insane. Well, and how much of that, like, for, of those thousands of years, how many of that was untouched by human hands? Right, yeah. Right, so like... With all the other things that we know can be out there, yeah, it sort of makes sense. And you know, you, once you bring humans in the mix, that changes things quite a bit. But it had all this time to be weird anyway. <laughs> I mean, it was all right? happy being weird right. on its own, and then we right. show it didn't up. need any extra added human weirdness. But here we are. Um, okay, quote: This is a bat country. Remember, Alex says as he moved this group deeper into the ancient woods. So the many reasons not to go. Exactly. <laughs> the creepiness puts people off, and sometimes even I half expect a boogeyman to jump out from behind a tree. After years of trying to make sense of it all, Alex's skeptical take is that we have become so disconnected with nature, so uncomfortable spending time in the woods, that we give in to coincidence and let our imaginations trick us. Man, well, nothing God. but bad things happen in the woods. <laughs> like, we are just kind of taught that don't go into yep. the woods. Like, that's my favorite yep. murder has a line of merch that says, don't go into the woods. Well, let me tell you, we went to Catholic school every year. And I, well, for all 12 years of school that I could go to Catholic school, that's where I was. They, at Halloween, of all the Halloween movies they could have showed us, they showed us the movie Watcher in the Woods. <sighs> every single year. Have you even heard of that? It was like- I know. Mm -mm. 80s. I don't even know if it's a Disney movie. It's ancient and it was scary as hell, which I'm surprised they got away with showing that to a bunch of Catholic school kids. But the point was to keep us out of the woods, I guess. And it worked. Yeah. No. That's the girl who works like... at the Conjuring house and now sleeps out there a couple nights a week. Well, um, yeah. We're well protected out there. We have lots of spirits that love us. So we're good. But, there we go. There we go. <laughs> but you're right. It's, it's like, don't go in the woods, especially in our society with women. You don't go in the woods by yourself. Right. Ever. That's Ever. Just a good rule of thumb. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> this is what happens when you have to deal with me is I go squirreling all over the place it's fine um, we do it too it's it's totally fine <laughs> Laura's gonna watch this episode and be like oh my god dear sweet Jesus what has she done yeah 
Yeah, no, she's, I mean, Laura and I do. I'm telling you what, we get comments all the time. Like, people, just stick to the script. No, sorry, that's not us. We don't know how to do that. Um, Okay. One Taurus wrote, maybe it's the silence that makes me feel uneasy. Forests tend to be chorus and birdsong, but by the time we retrace our steps to the trailhead, I haven't heard a chirp all day. That is also creepy. Also, what happens at the Conjuring House? Really? Oh, yeah. You'll go in the woods, and there is, that's happened to me. The first time I went last Halloween, you walked through those woods and there wasn't a sound. All you could, you could even hear your own heartbeat. That's how quiet it is out there. Your own footfall, leaves falling, and your own heartbeat. There's no, there were no birds, no squirrels, no critters, nothing. That's, That's so happened weird. twice. That's crazy. Now the whole time I was there in July, it wasn't like that at all. It was your typical. What so you, I'll send you the video. I have. <clears throat> no, no sound. I just took a video so I could show my parents how pretty the trail was back. Yeah. And I went back and watched it, and I'm like. You can't hear anything. <laughs> that so, is weird. Okay. Yeah, send it to me. I got to see that. And I also wonder in a place like like this forest, do is that an like uh, indication that the the wildlife that current like usually exists in a place like that has vacated the premises because there's something else there? Almost kind of like they're sort of waiting in the wings because why wouldn't you have? That's a good question. Talent? In anything, yeah, and in anything I read, I didn't really read too much about, like, what critters that live, that people have seen, aside from bats. Sure. um, In that forest. I don't know. Which is also weird. And if bats is all that's out there, then that begs another question. And, and, you know, when we had been at the farm, when I went back and watched that video, I was like, well, that's weird. So we went back in October. Same same effect and we're walking out in the woods and all of a sudden all we can hear is this low like whooping sound several times and we were like, like an owl or no like like sasquatch deep guttural whoop. like i can't even recreate it it's so deep and so when i asked Corey heinzen about it if he'd ever heard anything back there he's like you gotta go check out the sierra sounds so, and that was something that's i guess been recorded and it's basically all sounds of purported Bigfoot and the sound I heard is in that video. Oh shit. Right. So but my point in that saying that is in a place like the Bashu Forest or a place like Conjuring House, a place like probably Skidwalker, mm. your critters were there at some point. Where did they go? And why? And why are they going? Yeah. So That's weird. I think that I find this fascinating about these kinds of places because Nature huh. does, seems to sort of almost suspend itself in certain locations for whatever reason. Right. Or avoid it like the plague. Yeah. It's weird. That is weird. All right. Uh, people have also heard the sounds of deer or horse hooves, even when there were none to be seen. Some see orbs floating near the trees or they'll take photos. And when they look at the photos, faces or orbs that were not seen in person are then seen in the photos. <sighs> the so orbs, that- meh. Yeah. Uh, faces, don't love that. Don't love that. No. Nope. Um, <clears throat> so yes, as you mentioned before, there are stories of alien sightings in the Hoya Bashu Forest. Um, actually, the forest became famous in 1968 when military technician Emil Barnea was out in the forest with his girlfriend and a few friends. It was a sunny August afternoon, and his girlfriend told him that she saw something weird. Uh, he walked over to where she was standing, and it he saw it too. A shining silver disc in the sky. Let me see if I can pull this cr- up correctly. Oh, wow. 
Yep. Luckily, he had his camera with him, and before the object bolted away, he was able to capture four photos. So the four of them only saw the UFO for about two minutes, but he then... um, developed his film and his pictures live on. Um, Some said it was probably a couple of weather balloons shot in odd circumstances or odd lighting. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you know. Weather balloon. It didn't work at Roswell. It doesn't hold water anymore. Right, yeah. So investigators did look into weather balloons, blimps, or anything else that might have been in the sky in that area on that day. But there was nothing to be found to explain the photos. Um, his photo negatives were also examined um, to see if he had altered the image, um, but no evidence of tampering could be found. Now, wow. before his photograph, there was a biologist named Alexander Sift, um, and that this guy took great interest in the stories of the strange happenings in the forest. And in the early 1960s, he began to venture out into the woods to research light and magnetism phenomena um, that was going on in the forest, which, according to him, he had, you know, gathered substantial photographic evidence. Sadly, he died in 93, and then he, too, became part of the forest because after his his death, all of the photographs that he took went missing, and most of them have never been recovered. Of course. Weird. So, um... This is another photograph of, let's see, this is another photograph that was on the Hoya Bashu um, Forest web page. It's another um, Whoa. Uh-huh. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, the bottom is clearly in um, Romanian. I'm not even going to try to say it. That's but yeah. amazing. Isn't that nuts? Are there lights on the top of it too, on the bottom too? It looks like it, yeah. Or maybe it's just the light of the one on the top reflecting on the top of the bottom too. It's hard to tell. That's amazing. It's hard to tell. Yeah. Crazy, right? Yeah. So there are some people that say the strongest evidence of supernatural activity took place when the television show Destination Truth went to film there 10 years ago. So that's Josh Gates' first show, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, And I tried to find it... um, to watch it, but it was on channels that I was like, I'm not getting a subscription just to watch this one show from 10 years ago. But anyway, um, you can Google search where that's destination truth is streaming on. Cause he's got a new one out now on expedition unknown or something. Yeah. 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 So one of his crew guy named Evan, uh, was suddenly flew through the air as he sat in the circle. So the circle, um, is it's also called the clearing and the strange activity in the forest centers around this clearing where nothing grows. So this is the picture of the clearing or the circle that he was in. Yeah. Really weird. Also reminds me of the devil's tramping ground here in North Carolina that Chris and Audra and I had investigated. It's the same way. Nothing grows in this circle um, of land. Yeah. So uh, Josh Gates Crewman, this Evan guy, he um, flew through the air as he sat in this area. Following the appearance of a sudden flash of light, Evan suddenly flew from one side of the clearing to the other. That's not a small distance. No. no. Um, he would also find wounds along his arms. This despite them being completely covered by long sleeves. The most frightening 
excuse me, the most frightening aspects of the encounter, um, though, were the claims by Evan that just prior to the sudden force that moved him, strange female voices came from behind him. Jesus. Um, Yeah, just bleh. Uh, so the strange activity in the forest um, centers around this clearing. The soil has been sampled and it is unknown uh, why nothing grows in this area. Same with the devil's tramping ground in here in North Carolina. Um, moreover, this dead zone is where quite a bit of paranormal activity has been spotted. So when you step into the dead zone, you are surrounded by forest and you feel eerily removed from the rest of Transylvania. That's so bizarre. Right? It's said that the forest's original haunting happened centuries prior when peasants were murdered on the land it sits on. The forest holds a lot of history and there is evidence of a settlement there dating all the way back to the Neolithic period. So there's some evidence that suggests that people originally settled there in 6500 BC, making it the oldest settlement in all of Romania. So. Who knows how many people have actually lived and died in the area that is now the Hoya Bashu Forest. So while this all happened hundreds and hundreds of years ago, it's said that this is the negativity that causes the unease that many people feel when they're hiking through the forest. Um, those who don't believe in its tragic history as well, or those who do believe in it rather, as well as those who don't have said they've gone into the forest and heard strange noises, unexplainable things. Um, and again, a common claim is to have even heard giggling coming from nowhere in particular. Yeah, no, Mm, nope. Mm. See ya. I don't love that. If you like Uh think you hear it coming from behind you and you turn around and then it's coming from in front behind you again, I, I just can't. That's the final destination shit. Like it is. I don't know what I signed up for, but I'm not supposed to be there. Right, right. (laughs) Um, So today, some people still come out of the forest with rashes and other physical symptoms uh, that can't fully be explained, and this has driven up the interest in recent years. Um, I think we can all agree that the paranormal, since the you know 2006 or whenever paranormal reality TV shows became a thing, the interest in the paranormal has skyrocketed since there's so much accessible information and things like that out there now. So the unexplained mysteries surrounding the forest have gotten so popular that paranormal groups have taken to its trails as well. Uh, And many tourists have strapped on their own hiking boots to see what it's all about. So it's at least bringing some, you know, renewed interest. Um, to it, which is is never bad unless these people go missing and then in which case, uh uh-oh. But research around the world have come to study the forest and a number of magazines and newspapers have included it in their list of the world's most haunted places. I think the idea of hearing um, women giggling and young girls screaming is probably the most terrifying thing I can can think of. I don't like that at all. In a forest... No. No way. So that's kind of what we have, guys, on the Hoya Bashu Forest. We couldn't find a whole lot of personal accounts that folks had had in the forest, um, but just sort of like some of these things that had happened, like the UFO sightings in the 1960s and and uh, what happened to the crewmen of Destination Truth. Um, however, I do have a, a pretty cool no before you go. So... The um, guy that you were talking about, um, Alex, was his name Alex? Yeah, the tour guy. 
he works for um, the Hoya Bashu Forest um, group. And they're the ones that actually put on all of these tours and things like that for the forest. So if you do find yourself in Romania and you have, you know, a couple of spooky nights you want to spend in the forest, here's where you can go. Now, they do have night tours. They are uh, genuine, informative, and exploratory. So you can either do a short tour, a standard tour, an extended tour, or you can camp. Uh, I don't know. Sounds a lot like another place we know all about. Uh, yeah, sure does. Okay, right? A thousand percent. So the price range per person is 42 to 125 US dollars or 40 to 120 euros or 200 to 600 Romanian, I don't know. Anyway, included in the price, depending on the tour you take, the short, the standard, the extended, or camping, uh, included in it are stories and legends about the forest, a trip to the Poiana Rotunda, and the local the localization of some bizarre trees. So I, beyond the ones I showed, I can't imagine there are any ones more bizarre. How do they get weirder? Right. But listen, uh, you'll all, <laughs> there you go. Uh, you'll also get ponchos in case it rains or snows and you will get flashlights. They also do offer day tours. Those range from 32 to $84. Um, the extended tour is about seven hours long, which I'm like, that's just too many hours. I'm walking through a forest. That's a whole day. Yeah. That's a work day of terror. No, thanks. I'm good. A thousand percent. Like, they also, oh, sorry, go on. I would, no, how would you energetically recover <clears throat> from that? Like I wouldn't. Be- There's no way. Right. Not for four days. You'd have to. Um, they also have um, different... Here, let me just read it to you. It's really interesting. I, I, I really like it. So one is called the Hoya Bashu Experiment. It's basically a game um, that you can adventure, explore. It's team building, that kind of thing. Your mission is to find information about a human subject which disappeared during a governmental experiment. Can you follow the subject's steps through the woods by getting inspired from his journal notes? So it's that's a, a real... outdoor freaking escape room is what that shit is. It is, yes. That's amazing. You can even camp in the forest. You'll spend the entire night. They provide the gear and they help you set up your camp. You go on a tour for about two hours and the next it's up to you. You'll spend the night on your own and the guide will come get you in the morning. They also have Escape the Haunted Forest. So imagine yourself trapped in 295 hectares of forest or how much do you, 729 acres? 792 acres. 92, okay. Well, let me make sure. Uh, uh, where is it? Regardless, you're trapped in the entire hey, forest. 729 acres. 29 acres. Okay. 729. You're trapped in it at night. So what would you do to feel safe again and escape from one of the world's most haunted forests? Work in a team, handle your emotions, and find the clues to get out. Fuck No. <laughs> Can you imagine working for that dickhead and be like, Could hey guys, you for imagine? this year's retreat. Yes. We're going to Romania. We're doing some team building. One of the We're going to, yeah, Are escape room in a like, forest. No. Yeah, I'm not going. Thank you. No. Not I happening. I quit. I quit. I going. <laughs> a thousand percent. So you can um, also ride through the forest um, on horseback or in a sleigh cart, depending on sleigh. That sounds so that cute. That would be cool. So you could do that. Um, you can also hunt the haunted treasures. So um, 
the uh <laughs> you can it says the Hoya Bashu Forest covers nowadays the same territory at least since the 18th century when the Josephine map of Transylvania was done. So in the last 300 years the forest hosted battlefields, huntings, treasure hidings and being open space for visitors um and many objects were lost. So let's find the treasures of the forest. Take um a picture discover their stories, and then donate them to the future museum dedicated to the Hoyabashu Forest. Coins, cartridges, buttons, fragments of artillery shelves are just some of our findings. What will you find? You're given, like, it's like metal detection. That's and you great. just kind of go through and see what you can find, and then you donate all that to the museum. for and the... that's a really smart business move. Right? Because you, people are paying you to do the work for them. Yeah. And still that's have cool. a really fun, good time doing yeah. it. Yeah. I think it's great. Yeah. You can also do yoga in the forest. Um, So it says, so many stories, only one truth. Are you prepared for a personal connection to find the answers? No. Yoga in the forest. Yeah. Scientific meetings. They have monthly scientific meetings conducted by known Romanian researchers in the field of the paranormal. You can find questions, answers to your questions about the forest phenomena. Um, I don't think so. I have so many questions and I don't think they'll they'll be able to answer them. But those are just some of the things that you guys can do if you ever find yourself in Romania, in Transylvania, and you want to go check out this super haunted forest. Um, A lot of it sounds like fun. I think they're all brilliant, you know, ways to to generate money to preserve the forest and protect it and things like that. But I wouldn't want to do any of them. Um, But yeah, so that is the Hoya Bashu Forest, guys. So if you've been there, let us know. Uh, If you're going there, let us know. Um, We want to hear all about it. This is a really good one. I'm glad that we we finally covered it because I had no idea just how weird. We have covered another, I think the only other forest that we've covered is the the suicide forest? The, the Aoki Gahara forest in Japan, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, we covered that early on. Mm-mm. No way. No that's way. That's from an emotional standpoint. That is a place not meant for sensitives ever. Oh, um, yeah. No. Really? Path, especially yeah. in path side. Yeah. Yeah, no. There's no way. There is no way. Oh. Yeah. So that is um, what we've got for you guys. Um, this is a quick one, uh, but yeah, you know. We don't always have to do hour and a half long shows. Although I think next week's is we're going to be revisiting the Driscoll Hotel. Um, So, yeah, we've uh, got some new information to share with you. And obviously, as we do these revisit episodes, guys, we've told you we have, you know, better research techniques and we found out new information and we've got new things to share. And so we are um, going to be revisiting the Driscoll Hotel in Austin, Texas, Um, which incidentally... Our original episode on the Driscoll Hotel was uh, dedicated to Laura and her wife at the time. So, really? uh, yeah, it was. They were living in Austin um, at the time. Yeah. And it was like, I don't know, we were six, seven months into the show. It was a while ago. Um, But yeah, it was actually dedicated to Laura. So um, now she gets to report on it herself um, because she's been there. She has been there since. and so she had an experience. So she's probably going to share that as well. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for that. It's going to be really cool. So we're doing the Driscoll next. And then she's got the Snack Size episode. We are doing it all super creepy for the month of October. And um, I'm nervous about Laura's. I, I said it in the actual Snack Size episode. But that girl finds some really interesting stuff. And so I'm kind yeah. of, I'm, I'm, I'm a little concerned. i got to figure out what my next one's going to be. But 
Anyway, guys, Erin, thank you so much for joining us this week and stepping in for Laura. We certainly do appreciate it. I certainly do appreciate the help. And um, to that end, guys, have an amazing week. We will see you next Monday with two brand new episodes, a full meal-sized episode and then our snack-sized episode. And uh, do you have anything else that you want to say to the folks before we take off? No, just thanks for having me. And it's always a blast always. to be here. And I'm always so grateful that I'm not the one having to do the research when I jump in because the amount of time Laura spends on her research is astounding. Yeah. And so I'm always grateful to be able to read for someone who is so good at putting those pieces together of the puzzle. Yeah. So thanks to Laura for that. Yeah, you know, there was a, an episode that I had to do by myself and I was like, fuck this. Like Laura's part is hard to do. And then there was a- hard. She had to do my part um, when I was moving into the house and it was her and Archie and she had to do my part. And she was like, fuck the hauntings. I was like, so we both kind of really appreciate what the other brings to the table. Yeah, um, absolutely. Because, yeah, it's not easy. It does take a lot of work, even though it seems like we just kind of slap this shit together, which kind of we do, but really. Um, anyway, guys, hope you're having a wonderful, spooky season, and we will see you back next week with two brand new episodes. Um, and as we say here at the show, uh, stay safe out there because you never know who or what is listening or giggling uh, at you in the forest, apparently. <laughs> Gross. Bye, guys. Gross. Bye. <laughs>